The Table Rock Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website at speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak, speak and, and be, be heard. heard. The Table Rock Podcast is sponsored by Crave Delivery. Your time is valuable, but it's also scarce. So being a partner, parent, teammate, leader, or anything in between can make eating delicious food a struggle. Yeah. So I love Crave. I order from it all the time. Um, the packaging yes. is beautiful. It's good prices. You can get wine and beer. And the selection's really good. It's a better wine list at Crave than half the restaurants in Boise. Ordering is easy too. Just download the Crave Delivery app in the App Store and create an account to get started. And for your very first order on the Crave Delivery app, use code PODCAST20 and find out more information at cravedelivery.com slash welcome. Aloha, I'm Alex. I'm Julie. And we're foodies sharing food while chatting about Boise and whatever else is on our plate this week. Awesome. So today we have Katie on the podcast. Welcome, Hi. Katie. Thank Hi. You. What Katie. do you have here for us? Katie, it's so fun to have you here. I was so excited because you brought <laughs> us drinks. I always have something for us to drink. Always. There's always Love something that. in my car, legally, in the back seat in the trunk. Um, but I brought a little mixed drink. So we have two different drinks. Uh, we did a virgin drink for you, Julie. This is one of my favorite things to do with a mocktail is to do a fruit base, but also do a tea base. So this has a lemongrass green tea base. So I just brewed Ooh. some. Oh, it was just wonderful. I had a, a sip of it just so our audience yeah. knows it's a beautiful kind of coral pink color. It's mm -hmm. absolutely fabulous color and very tasty. Good. I'm glad you like it. And the reason that, just so everyone knows, I always have mocktails because I have uh, a neurological disorder and take medication. And so people need to be careful what they're drinking, depending yeah. on their health needs. Absolutely. Totally. So yeah. thank you for being so kind. Of course. I think from my 10 years in this industry, you always have to provide something for the person who doesn't want alcohol. And it has to be something like creative. Amen and good to Jesus. And yeah, delicious. And mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's really fun to not be standing around with just a glass of water. Yeah. Or I've even been places where you got charged for your Coke and the drinks were free. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's, really, <laughs> it's really been an odd experience because I yeah. used to drink before I had this condition. So yeah. I'm going, this is really strange. We don't really uh, set our whole social life up to include people who d can't drink for a variety of right. reasons. I think that's changed in the recent years. I feel like I've now mocktails are becoming such a thing, just like vegetarians and vegans. People are starting to recognize that there's a whole audience that wants something without alcohol. Well, for anyone listening in, my drink is absolutely fabulous. So <laughs> I'm so glad you like it. And what do we have, Katie? We have a little margarita with strawberry. <gasps> so I pureed some strawberry. I added some fresh lime and then it's tequila and a little simple syrup. My so heart. super basic, but I just wanted something refreshing and yummy. And um, I think strawberry and tequila is just kind of the perfect marriage. So the it thing folks should do is go to Boy Food and look at the picture. Mm -hmm. Because if they look at the picture of the three of us sitting here, it looks like all three drinks are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So yeah. all of a sudden, I'm not sorted out as the odd couple totally. at the event, which always makes right. me happy. I well, mean, there's so many reasons not to drink. 
And for me as a woman, anytime mm-hmm. the last, because my, my part of my identity is I have been a bartender. I now work for a spirits brokerage. I've managed programs, but it's a big part of my identity that I drink. So anytime I've said, oh, I'm not drinking, the first thing someone says is, oh, are you pregnant? Oh, you know, and it's just like, that's so rude. If I was, (laughs) yeah, I don't want to share it with you. I never have been. (laughs) Yeah, There's just so many reasons to not drink Uh and have being the one who's just having water or in wine tastings, you know, spitting everything out. It just for a long time invited that super invasive sexist question. So I appreciate I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. And it's just all the time that I've been asked that. Um, you know, coming from University of Idaho, they're a, they're a big alcoholic community. And I always feel so pressured a lot of the times when I'm with certain friends to drink. Mm-hmm. And recently I've started to just ghost drink. And so I'll tell the bartender to give me a non-alcoholic and I'll drink right. non-alcoholic the whole night. And then the, when they go to leave, they think I can't drive and I'm sober and I'm going Ooh. home in my own car. And I love it. That's the best feeling. It is. <laughs> going home safely in your own car at the end of the night. I yeah. love that feeling. Well, and and I think we should encourage people while we're having a drink to do- today that we don't think it's a good idea to drink and drive. That totally. Not. 100%. Safety call first. Mm-hmm. You DM me. I'll call you Uber. Girl, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Call me. I will. Boy <laughs> food will come pick you up. Well, I'm I'm really curious how you got into uh, being a mixologist. Is that how you say it? Is that? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're so many of, words you're for it. Expert, so many right? words for it. And my career at this point, I've done kind of all of those jobs. Um, I think In terms of crafting beverages, that started forever ago. I used to watch Martha Stewart religiously as a kindergartner. Oh my god, she's my she's my everything. Dog. Oh my god, the heck! What a time to be alive. Do you ever see her TBT pictures? No, I've just been stalking her on Instagram. Make it a point to look at her Thursday pictures of Uh Martha Stewart. Yeah, she was such a babe. Such okay. a big. Well, she still is. I she mean, still she, is. You know, she's when amazing. you think about it, and and she's she's been on Chopped a number of times yeah. recently, and my daughter and I always watch Chopped, and yeah. she has that deep voice, and then yes. she is wildly critical. I mean, you know, if Martha yeah. Stewart, and she doesn't even, she just says like one or two words, and you're like, oh, I've been zinged. You know, by who I Martha think of Stewart. like that too, Ina Garten. Yeah. The barefoot contestant. Have you heard of her, Julie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That woman, do you know she was previously the secretary of um nuclear affairs? What? Nope. Yes. <laughs> I know. Girl. Yes, for um Talk I'm trying to think of the president. Change. I know. Yeah, real tea. <laughs> Yeah. Obviously, wasn't that into nuclear affairs? <laughs> She's like, I just want to go home and make lunch for Jeffrey. <laughs> we all love yeah. Jeffrey. Yeah, oh let, let's, let's give up on this whole international stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know any of that. Yeah, well, we're not giving a fair Katie a fair chance to tell us about her. Yeah, let's oh, get on so, the magic so you're carpet watching, ride. You're watching. Yeah. Um, I used Martha to watch Stewart. Martha Stewart every day. I'd come home from kindergarten, and my mom would have oh. recorded it on VHS. So oh we God. could watch it together, because you know? You could, yeah. Yeah. And she was just so into herbs. Like, I I remember. What's your favorite herb? Oh. Um, I have rosemary. A I love rosemary. I love rosemary. Oh. Lavender is one oh, of my favorites. Oh, I love lavender. And my, lavender my daughter makes wonderful lavender cookies. Yeah. Like, oh, you that was the last them down, you know? recipe. I remember she made a lavender shortbread. And oh. my mom, Ooh. we grew up gardening. So we gardened all of these things. So. I remember being in kindergarten or first grade and making lavender shortbread. 
And just that idea of flavors has always been in my mind. So I've always cooked and, and created things and I always wanted to like mix around and play with different things from our garden or your palette is exquisite i have to say as you know you. i look at that in my friend group and your palette is just on point sis thank and you I, and i think the fact that you grow a lot of your own herbs that yeah. really, homegrown i mean it is possible to do and you can even it's do it so in easy. small uh, pots, pots if you don't mm -hmm. have a lot of room if you're in an apartment which fresh herbs oh my are. gosh yeah. But it does make, I think, a big difference in the taste. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's so different. And it's also so cheap because yeah. herbs are, you know. So you've always been interested yeah. in all of this. But rather than becoming a baker, you became. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back to Katie, you know, in those previous years. You're watching Martha Stewart. How did you get to be the mixologist you are now? I left. I grew up just outside of Seattle. And then I went mm -hmm. to Hawaii, which I know we share in common. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was on the Big Island for a couple of years in my early 20s. And Hawaii is such a connector for people. Yeah. Um, the Hudsons, who we had on previously, They're they also visited Hawaii or lived there for a while. And I'm like, anyone that's been in Hawaii is like a blood brother or yeah, sister. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you've, I mean, not to say you can't experience that as Visiting. a visitor as well, yeah. but when you've lived there and you've kind of felt that connection to the earth. and That's, that's <gasps> yes. actually what yeah. the, the Hudsons mentioned in our last broadcast is they had lived there. And that's when they first got into the food. CSA. Right. Because you can do it year round in Hawaii. Yeah. And, and oh. that was a place I got really lucky with the group of friends that I was mm -hmm. around because they were just the most grounded, spiritual, kind, welcoming people. Mm -hmm. um, and that was where I really learned about nourishing myself physically and mentally. You know, like mm -hmm. that was kind of the first people that I was around in my early 20s who were like, you know, let's eat this fruit because it's so nutritious and let's do this. But there was still, you know, I still drank a lot of beer and there was a lot of partying too. But also mm. I kind of learned about nourishing my soul at yeah. the same time and just like not being judgmental and just kind of, you know, not assuming that I'm right. But That I think, is very Hawaii. Like the idea yeah. of feeling full is an emotion I can remember as a kid. Like it's very talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, and and that's part of your fundamental structure, right? I mean, it, when you're putting forward your consulting business, part of it includes your soul. Absolutely. You, yeah. I mean, I can't. You have a phrase you use on your website about. Oh, yeah. Something with, with soul. You consult the soul, I believe. Yeah. I, oh, that's beautiful, <laughs> you, you Katie. You are a consultant with a soul. And I thought that was so, it, I mean, it really touched me when I looked at oh. it. So. I mean, I think that that whether it's wine or a mocktail or um, something I cook for someone, I want it to convey care and I want it to be delicious. And I don't want to just, I kind of, I, I'm skipping around a little bit on my trajectory, but I bartended, mm -hmm. strictly bartended for a really long time in San Diego. I know when you were in back of bar, when I first met you, you, I knew you need the bar. I, I love to bartend. It's been a yeah. really long time since I've been a bartender. It's mm. been five almost five years so, oh my so gosh. did you train how do you train to be a bartender I you had to you just the way that I did it and the way that most people who I really respect in the bar industry did mm -hmm. it is you just kind of get into a restaurant however you can yeah um, so I was a busser and a host in San Diego at a, a hotel fine dining restaurant inside a hotel yeah. So I did room service at 5 a.m. And, oh you know, God. you just kind of work every single terrible shift. Yeah. Well, at the same time, <laughs> kind of hanging around the bar, trying not to get in anyone's way, trying not to piss off anyone. Mm -hmm. um, and you just kind of soak up as much as you can is what I did. 
And then I tried to make myself really available if there was ever, you know, a, we would have like these tasting meetings. And when I was just kind of bussing and hosting, I'd be like, should I, can I come to this wine tasting? And they, they wouldn't have invited me because I wasn't a server, but they'd be like, yeah, if you're interested, come. And I would just soak up everything and learn as much as I could on my own. And then as soon as um, a bartender, I think one got fired, one was sick and one got fired. So I worked two back-to-back -back shifts. <laughs> like I worked during Amen. the day and then I worked at night. And, and I was all like, of a sudden, okay. now you're a bartender. Yeah. So <laughs> it mean, isn't like licensed or something like beauticians. It's you no. do have a small license in Idaho mm -hmm. um, that's like the alcohol. I don't. What is it called? The There's the TIPS certification, tip certification. is the most yeah, common one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm st still stayed cer um, TIPS certified. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing if you have any um, proximity to the business to mm -hmm. know because part of of being a really good bartender is knowing when to not serve people. <laughs> and Definitely. I mean, and everyone's been in a place where they can't be served. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, you were just talking about your medication that keeps you um, from, from drinking. drinking. Mm -hmm. So I have served people who were on medication and you don't know until they have that first glass of Chardonnay and then especially, oh no, you know, maybe in Southern California, it happened yeah. a little more often. Someone's sure. on a medication, you give them a glass of Chardonnay and then two minutes later, there's someone completely different, you know, and it's not yeah. good for anyone. And then you have to somehow intervene. Yeah. I mean, in a gracious, kind of a respectful You know, way. it's, uh, it's so interesting to me that like, uh, dichotomy in the bar industry of addiction and, you know, people that are drinking, but then on the other side, cause I work at strange love. Now I'm a bar promoter. So awesome. fun. If you ever want to come out on Saturday, girl, I'll hook it up. I can't wait. <laughs> yes. But to be in the industry now, I get to see the teams of bartenders and people going through it. And it's actually, I almost want to say wholesome. It's quite a wholesome community mm -hmm. as far as like, you really have to have your life together to be in service. It's hard. I mean, yeah. you're dealing with, you have to make all the drinks. You have to know how to make everything. You have mm -hmm. to entertain the 20 people sitting at the bar who are staring at you wanting because that's part of the job that's, as a bartender. That's why they sit there. Yeah, and you want people. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times people sit at the bar to see what's oh going on. Oh my gosh, on. is that a thing? I do that all the time. Yeah, you sit in the bar side yeah, to always. talk to the bartender. Yeah. Well, and folks don't know this because you made the drinks before we started the podcast, mm -hmm. but you were shaking your shaker. Yeah. And it, it's fun to watch. I got to watch you doing it. It's and it fun made, to do. And it makes a fun noise. Is, yeah. And you go, it's it's just fun to be at a bar if you're mm -hmm. out for a social evening. So yeah, as long as you're under control. There's right. something spiritual about being at a bar on the right night Absolutely. with the people pumping, the beverages. There's it's something magical about it, I have yeah. to say. Mm -hmm. I've had that experience as a bartender. Uh -huh. I remember this one night. Again, this was in... Um, Southern California and San mm -hmm. Diego, it was two nights before Christmas. That kind of like it wasn't the pressure of Christmas Eve. Yeah, you know, but it was, it was like, prepping. Yeah, building. Yeah, and which is also my sister's birthday charity. Oh. So she'll get mad if I don't mention that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I was working and I just remember like it was such a good, jolly feeling. And I looked around mm. and saw that it was all of my favorite regulars were all in the bar. And that bar closed pretty early. It was a restaurant. So we closed at 10 or 11. And I just kept it open. Because it was just such a special thing going on. Yeah. And I kind of recognized it and just let it be what it was. The, a true holiday spirit. Yeah. I, I think sometimes, yeah. you know, a cr company Christmas parties are actually not very fun. Yes. Because they're very uh, maybe structured. You have Dry. To be well, and 
you want to be careful about your appearances and all of that. Mm-hmm. But there are times where you get out for a social evening on the holidays and it's just really fun, isn't it? Yeah, that was always mm. one of my favorite seasons to, to work in, especially here in Boise when I was at Richard's. Um, Kayla, who's the beverage manager now, mm-hmm. she's amazing. She's one of cool. my best friends. But yeah. we would always have so much fun around the holidays. We would dress up. We would kind of do our hair and makeup and our clothes a little more special and Mm -hmm. just try to have like, Mm. we would hang a mistletoe in the bar, you know, just some things to kind of like, let's enjoy that we work at a restaurant that isn't just here to turn out food quickly to people so people are fed. We're working at a restaurant where people want to dine. And I think there's something really Mm. special with that exchange with providing someone a drink or a meal. and And it's top quality. Yeah. Yeah. And they know that. And, and, you know, sometimes I think especially in a fine dining hotel restaurant, you're connecting with people who are celebrating weddings, you know, who are celebrating um, anniversaries, some of the bigger moments in their lives. You're people who are there for a conference. And then also I've had times that I've served someone who is in town for a funeral or mm-hmm. is there because someone's sick or, or, you know, there's a lot of stories like yeah. that as well. So you're really the part of their well. life is what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I, that really helps me understand how you uh, can do consulting with a soul in the, because I do think people go, well, liquor, what does that have to do with, you know, spirituality? And mm-hmm. yet when you start bringing up all these big events and life events, then that is, it does touch your soul, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I have yeah. found, too, that the bars I find myself drawn to as a young person are almost always good communities. Like, I go to Broadway on the Rocks mm-hmm. specifically because I know That's all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just the, the culture, yeah. the mode. The where clapping, you know, Yeah. Oh, my rocks. God. Yeah, I literally talk about that all the time. I was it's just so talking. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. Well, you know, now that now that you've brought up where you uh-huh. like to go, we should actually ask Katie where she likes to yes, go. Yes, let's so get on we, the carpet. So we have a we have a little thing that we like to do where yes. you get to have the magic carpet. You have the okay. wheel, and Alex and I are sitting We're behind Jasmine. you, and Ooh. and you're gonna take <laughs> us to your favorite parts of your neighborhood which okay. is i understand it is west boise and meridian yeah, yeah that's so kind do of you, my territory now. your territory I love that's that. where you hang yeah. out so so where would you take us i actually am not very familiar with that part of town because i live in east boise okay so i would love to know what are the new things good i mean that's the newest part of town so yeah so where would you take people well, I would actually start out in Nampa. I know the very Ooh. first thing you would do is hand us all drinks. <laughs> <laughs> we would not be Absolutely. riding on your carpet Definitely. without Beverages. Oh, champagne. Yes. Oh, sparkling. A, a little bubbly to get yes. started. Yes. Absolutely. Fun, yeah. Absolutely. That is a good starter drink. Yeah. I mean, champagne's just a good, that's my number one all-time favorite thing to drink. Is it's I my almost, Achilles heel. I almost brought a bottle of champagne, but I thought <laughs> we'll get in trouble. <laughs> Honey, we'll go after this. Don't you worry. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, yeah. champagne was my Achilles heel. Oh, too. Yeah. Was, yes. When I, we have so uh, much in common. Yeah, yeah. When we're I champagne used to sisters. Drink, I had to be really careful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it does. Is if you're having a good time, you just sort of it's it so makes delicious. you feel light and airy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our our. our Carpet is up, really up, because yes. we yeah. have champagne bubbles. Yes. We're celebrating. Yeah, so that's what I would serve. And I'd find something really delicious, like maybe a like a lavender, lemon, sparkling water cocktail. 
Oh, for, for me. Yes. Oh, I'm oh, thrilled. So oh, I young am Julie. I'm a little jealous. Thrilled. That looks yes. good. We can have both. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, and then I think I would head out. We'd go to Mesa first. <gasps> Mesa Tacos in Nampa. I've been before. It's good. And what made me think of it specifically right uh-huh. now is we are talking about when you're at a bar and you can tell there's like that soul and there's something really fun there. At Mesa, I mean, it's... It's a um, tequila mezcal yeah. bar mm-hmm. out in Napa. And the bartenders are just the most genuinely kind people. And they're so good and they like each other. I mean, they certainly Team seem spirit. to like. I mean, they truly do like each other. You can yeah. see it. And it's just so fun to watch them work. And they're so mm. kind and warm and welcoming. And that's my favorite quality in a bartender is when they're really warm and welcoming. That's definitely a hot spot in Nampa for sure. Yeah. yeah, they're just doing cool things over there. So we've dived down into Napa and tacos and tacos, yeah. and, and now we're off with our. We're Ooh. still saluting each other with our with our drinks. drinks. Cheers. Yes. So where do Cheers. we go next? I am going Ooh. to say, from there we should go to Kachi in Eagle. Oh my gosh, do you love Kachi? Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about there. I've been dying to go. So okay, I need to go. It's just, I think it's the best Italian food in Boise. Shut in the, the back in door. The, the, I take your word so serious. Okay, I'm going. I'm going to tell them that when I go there, I'm going to say, listen, my girl Katie <laughs> said you guys are the best Italian in the Treasure Valley. It's so good. Did and you try the octopus dish by chance? I oh, did. I've oh, had that good? before. It looks good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Char- yeah. Mm. yeah, they do great little pizzas, but their pasta main course dishes uh-huh. are amazing i Chef's love kiss. italian i haven't tried it but i'd uh, put that on my we'll have list to go julie yeah. their yes. wine list is phenomenal we love you know wine i have learned julie can change a meal and you know mm-hmm. who taught me that samantha girl but like samantha oh samantha yeah samantha from the co-op yes, we she love used samantha. to yeah she used to be the wine person there um but one time she took me on a wine adventure to chiquiteo and oh, um yeah. to um, now it's Hyde Park Wine Shop, but it used to be Camel's Crossing. Right. I dreamed about the wine the next day. Like I couldn't yes. stop just like the, feeling the notes on my palate. Chicateo has a fantastic wine list. And my friend Stuart, mm. he's not there any longer. Yeah. But he had a big part in that. Cool. Oh, yes. Such a, a he's at Kin now. Oh, so he's at Kin now. Oh, my if God. If you were yum. going to just recommend one dish that somebody might order, what would it be oh. when they go there? A Chicateo? No, it. Oh, at, at, at Kachi. Kachi. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. What I'm should on we the get? spot a little bit, but uh-huh. I think there's a gnocchi oh. with a mushroom sauce. Oh, oh. I, that I sounds... think that's how I'm remembering it. I well, oh, it, yeah. and if, if there isn't, you know, menus change all the time. Yeah, so. they do. And you know, Boise and Idaho is very focused on local cuisine. Right. I've noticed, so menus do change seasonally here. Yeah, which so is great. It that is what mm-hmm. we want, and so if it's not yeah. there, we certainly won't blame you. I just thought if you had a tip for somebody, that would <laughs> yeah, for sure, their we'll be looking out great. for it. Oh, their lunch. They have a really <gasps> good lunch program, Ooh. actually, and oh. I eat out mostly for lunch as part of my work. Car- yeah, as part of my work. Um, they have, I think it's $3 off their wine by the glass for lunch. Love. Which is perfect. And then Happy they hour. also have this like little uh, salumi salad or sandwich. That's just Ooh. a super classic, like mm. really, really good bread. We were talking about good bread earlier. Classic yes. Italian salumi, some cheese, a little mm. vinaigrette. Oh, I love halloumi. Done. Oh. And it's on like the lightest bread too. So you can eat the whole sandwich and not feel like you're going to die. Julie, right. do you remember the halloumi we had from... Um, 
Diablo and Sons? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. That yeah. was some good halloumi. Yeah, mm. Cheese, man. I can't go vegan Anything. because of it. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's that's my that's I'm, mine too. I make no effort to go vegan. So. <laughs> Julie's son is vegetarian, so yeah. we are aware of dietary okay. needs here. Yeah. yeah. But so we take off from the Italian restaurant, and yes. on we go. We just had cacci. Okay. Little pizzas, little gnocchi. And we've and we've been to well, and we've covered a lot of ground. We've we have. To, we went yeah. to Napa. From, we've been to Napa and down to Eagle. I mean, we're we're shooting across the west. Katie's like me. She's just gonna go everywhere, honey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. especially if I have a magic carpet. Yes. Okay. So our next and probably last stop, it needs to be a dive bar. <gasps> I Ooh. always want to finish my night okay. at a dive bar. Tell me, oh my gosh, there's one dive bar that I found with um one of my fraternity brothers, actually, Jacob Lemon. He took it, he took us there because his mom, when they were younger, went there. And oh, it was cute. like a total dive bar. The only beers they had were like Coors Light and like they didn't have anything on the fancy <laughs> side. But it was super cheap. And I can't remember, it was on State Street, and it's literally like such a small square like literally it's the size of this room that's how big it was it was so small i'll send you a picture when i drive by it girl i actually know where it is do you know where it is julie because we've had to drop scott off there (laughs) omg julie yeah it's right by uh Collister, I think. Yes, yes. Yes, it's totally. a little square building. So small. It looks so hideous. It looks hideous. Yeah, it, it is It is a dive bar. Well, I went for karaoke night. Well, what I Wait, think no, it might we, be. No, we, oh, but we, well, that doesn't mean it is hideous. That's I mean, true. That's true. I, I loved no, it. It was charming. Times, in fact, we should say that. A lot of times things on the outside, when you come to restaurants, I mean, some are terrible. but Right. But sometimes if, if they're known to be good and you walk in, that's part of their culture yeah. is the... The walk-in. I mean, because you're telling us you're going to end up at a dive bar. You must right, enjoy right, right. that. So. I do enjoy that. So what is, dive bars are What is your special. dive? If if Alex hadn't interrupted you and yes. grabbed the carpet. <laughs> Sorry, I got so excited. <laughs> yeah, he grabbed the carpet away from you. Let me give it back to you. Yes, where should we go? <laughs> where oh. would you What dive at? bar? What's I your fave? I am going to stay in Meridian, and I'm oh. going to go to Varsity. On, uh, Varsity, Eagle I've heard of it. Fairview. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. upstairs. Tell and me the, more. The thing I like about it is you uh-huh. can sit up at the bar, and it's yeah. not, you know, a place where they have a cocktail menu. Right. Like when I go there, I'm getting a beer, and I'm getting uh, usually like a rye whiskey neat on the side. Like that's my okay. That's my end of the night. I want like a pilsner and a neat whiskey. <laughs> and Amen to that. Yeah, you can like kind of talk to the bartender, but again, a dive bar. It's not the place where they're going to be like, hi, welcome in, da, 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 da. And you don't need that because you can still have warm and welcoming service with them just kind of looking out for you. And and especially at a dive bar, you develop that relationship. So maybe at first they're kind of gruff and then you go back a few times and you notice like, oh, I'm getting my drink first and this guy's Mm -hmm. bothering me and they ask them to leave or, you know, whatever. But that has been something so interesting I found in the bar community working in it is um, the familiarity you get with regulars and how that flow kind of operates. The more you learn people, you know, I have certain people I see now every week. They're they're going to come to Strange Love on Saturday. Yeah. And there's something about it, just a comfort level. Right. And and it's interesting that you would mention um, sort of you if you need to get rid of somebody or something. Uh, because actually, I'm 70, so I'm not young, and I have a girlfriend. You look that, so young, Julie. I have I a girlfriend that goes out with me. We go out occasionally um, in the evening and go to a movie and then go out mm-hmm. and have a drink. And 
we've actually had some trouble getting rid of people. So I was going to ask yeah. you what, I mean, I'm going, why is this happening to me? <laughs> First right. I'm married, I have a bit. But, but <laughs> Show that friend, ring, but, Julie. But, but my friend is not. Her husband uh, is deceased, and she mm. is actually interested in meeting men, but not, oh. in, but not in appropriate men. So uh, uh, under your theory of de-escalating, what can a woman do to just sort of get rid of somebody if they're obnoxious, if they're at a bar? I think the first thing that I would do is make eye contact with the bartender. So you just, you you can rely on the bartender is what you're telling yeah, me. I yeah, I mean, any bartender worth their salt, absolutely. And, and my experience in working with bartenders in Boise is that they are. Yeah, um, and uh, the bartender knows everything that's going on, even though we're not maybe listening in or, or having like that conversation. We're aware of everything that's going on in that bar, so generally we're kind of already aware. And if there's, uh, you know, inappropriate men who are hitting on you, the bartender probably is looking at you to be like, okay. How can I get this guy away? Yeah. Um, well, my friend was in the military and got rid of them herself, but I was so surprised. Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, I was really surprised because we're old. But the men were old. You know, I mean, yeah. there's yeah. no reason when you get older that you I suppose you wouldn't meet people. You know? No, and, and I mean, I've also seen some really sweet kind of love stories happen at the bar. Oh, my but, God, say more. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I, I just remember seeing people kind of moving closer and closer throughout oh, the night. And my heart. I mean, sometimes they end up like making out and it's just you and them and they're making out and you're just kind of trying to the third wheel, the bar and, <laughs> you know, until it's time to kind of be like, okay, go to your homes. <laughs> yeah. Go up to your room. <laughs> one of yours. Um, so that's always a sweet thing to see. Yeah. But I, I have always appreciated, I had this this bartender who bartended at a dive bar called The Spot in La Jolla, which is where my restaurant Whoa. was in San oh, Diego. Nice. The Spot. Yeah, it was kind of the only dive bar in that on that street because it was a lot of kind of fancy, you mm -hmm. know, fine dining, whatever. But The Spot was where during the day it was all of those men who like don't really have a job. They're just in there watching golf and drinking and like placing bets I or, know those or whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I, I do like those people. But then at night it was all the industry people. Totally. But the bartender there named Mario, when I first oh. moved to San Diego, I was twenty four and he was probably fifty five. He was my best friend. I would hang out with oh. him before and after my shift. I mean all the time. Um but he would always look out for me. And one thing I appreciated is, you know, being like especially that was ten years ago, but being like Super young and, you know, Fresh. hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, babe. Like whenever men would be like, want to buy me a drink, he'd be like, Katie, this person wants to buy you a drink. Are you okay with that? And yeah, that's a really good yeah. question because then you haven't set expectations if you you have no interest. Right. And usually I really didn't want them to buy me a drink because I can buy my own beer and I don't yes. want to talk. You know, I'm I, because of my, my job is talking to people. Usually mm -hmm. if I'm out at a bar by myself, I don't want to talk to anyone. You're just having, you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, I want to have my drink, maybe talk to the bartender if I know them, but I'm mm. not, that's kind of one of my recharge times, which is, you know, kind of contrary to most people out of the well, bar. I'm the same way. I wonder if it's an extrovert thing. I love going yeah. to a packed space and just being a fly on the wall. And yeah. uh, people can't see Katie, but she is really cute. She has really <laughs> yeah, sparkly eyes and a really nice smile. Thank so, you. That's nice. So uh, <laughs> the, the, 
That probably is a dilemma for you when you're out and about. <laughs> I mean, not so much anymore. I had an interesting experience today, though. Uh-huh. Um, I was at a restaurant. That's one of my accounts because mm-hmm. now I work for liquor brokerage. Mm-hmm. So I have accounts that I call on. Um, and I was at an account and I hadn't made myself known that I'm their liquor rep. It was one of my first times into this place. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sitting in between these men mm-hmm. who started speaking about uh, Megan Rapinoe and another female Olympic, but not in a positive way. Oh, no. They were, you know, because there's the thing with her not standing right, not, for the national yeah. anthem. Mm-hmm. And they were just saying, like, these women, they need to shut their pie holes. They're mm. speaking out. I'm so glad they're not doing well in the Olympics. I mean, it was kind of this whole thing, and it was going Aterate on. Aterate is what I call it. It was just gross, and I was kind yeah. of just trying to, like, keep my head down, and I was there to work. I was having lunch as well, but I was yeah, there to work. Totally. And they were having this conversation. The men were sitting on either sides of me. Oh, they're talking over you. Uh-huh. Oh, how rude yeah. is that? It's it's rude. And I, I mean, tell... independent of what they're talking right. about, it's just yeah. extremely rude. Agreed. Yeah, and I think especially with something that is, and they were saying, you know, she has all these, her social agenda and da, 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 da. And I think especially if you're speaking on something that's a political hot topic, just kind of keep it to yourself. And I was just trying to keep my head down. And then, of course, one of the men turns and goes, well, darling, what do you think? Oh, no. Oh, no. Julie would not <laughs> respond well <laughs> if they did that to her. It? I mean, the the whole scene is really rude. Yeah. yeah and I was in this conundrum because it's, it's an account, account that I call on. So you're in your business doing your job yeah. and now you're put into sort of a sexually awkward conversation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, not that they're not that they're costing you, but the term darling is inappropriate. It is. Yeah. It's absolutely inappropriate. The and whole discussion was inappropriate, but yeah. to drag you in with the inappropriate Words have connotations. Term, so, they do. so what did you do? Um, I said I don't know that I have anything to add to your conversation, so I'm just going to keep my pie hole shut. Oh, um, well, you girl! did get you did get a Ooh, little you left a, a hot note. Period. Jab in there, Period. yeah, because I and and then the most yeah. infuriating thing is the man turns to me and says, "Good girl." Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. oh. This is in 2021, people. What? Oh, the heck? and and this is it's also really offensive because you're not just a college. No. A young college chick or something. I know yeah. that sounds awful, but I mean, that's why would they think that? You're, why would they think that that's an appropriate thing to say? To anybody, but certainly yeah. to a b- professional business woman. Yeah, so... Uh, so we started this podcast with the idea of talking about difficult conversations. And I love that we're talking about this because that was just frankly inappropriate and something yeah. that shouldn't be said to others. And well, and how it was all done. Yeah. You know, the rude discussion over somebody's head and... Then mm-hmm. dragging them in as if they wanted to be part of the conversation. Yeah. Right. It just sounds terrible to me. Yeah. And that's a situation that I encountered as a bartender as well. Oh. <clears throat> Especially in 2012, I was mm. bartending during that presidential election. Yeah. Um, Obama, spicy. Romney. Mm-hmm. And I was in a area of California that there was a lot of people who were on both sides of politics. Totally. And there's people in my life who I who are on both sides. Me and, too. I love to have a diverse crew. Absolutely. I, I like to kind of live in the middle of it. And, mm-hmm. and I have to live in the middle of it, too, because we're in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And I love Idaho so much. Um, but anyway, I worked at 2012. I worked in the bar for every single debate. That we had on our TV oh, God. and election night. 
What and was I, that like? It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super politically involved. I was so Active. excited to see Obama. Um, but it was really, really bad to spend mm. just to work every single debate and election night because people were terrible to each other. And, you know, you, you, there's that whole thing. Don't talk about politics and religion in that area. And not that it's not a good thing to talk about, but just maybe don't involve strangers in your discourse. Yeah. And, and people have continued to be terrible. I mean, yeah. we are very divided as a country. We are. And we need to be working on how do we come together. And how right. do we do that, Julie? What do you think could be done, you know, as our elder you know, how can we... <laughs> the elder states person. <laughs> well, you know, I think kindness goes a long ways. Do you see this discussion we're having right here didn't mm -hmm. involve kindness at all? No, lacking. You can have an opinion that maybe you should stand for the national anthem, but you don't have to express it in terminology that is offensive. Like the, terminology the pie hole, is, darling. Yeah, the terminology is offensive to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was mm -hmm. absolutely independent of the so you're missing of the subject of the subject matter. So right. that's a really good point, Julie. And I really so like I that. I think that if we can move a little, if we can think about how would I like to be treated, then mm. that I think makes a difference rather than what is my opinion and I have to get people to agree with me, because right. once you open the door to how I would like to be treated, then you certainly treat people differently. I think. Right. Totally. I think if they would have been more aware of, you know, what women would think or just being open minded, maybe they would have changed their conversation a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't have been off put if they had said, I think she's disrespectful. Period. Done. Right. That's yeah. her position. Yeah. yeah. Or, or I, you know, I get that. And I wouldn't have even concerned myself with the conversation. I wouldn't have been a part of it. But a man telling a woman not to speak. I'm going to get fired up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I, I just think the way it was Julie all handled on the mountaintop. Uh, in terms of their references to you, they were totally inappropriate. And uh, I do think you have to be happened. careful with pet names. They can be offensive. Well, uh, yes, when you don't know somebody. Yeah. I Which mean, has been a really important thing as we've talked about gender identity, you mm. know, or even just um, people with names that are difficult for us to pronounce. You know, it's like, learn the name. It's such an important thing to call people what they want to be called. And I don't want to be called mm -hmm. darling by anyone other than my grandma. <laughs> Does grandma call you darling? Actually, my nanny, she calls me honey. Oh, actually, yeah. nobody calls me darling. And I've been married think. 32 years. <laughs> my husband wouldn't think of it. <laughs> what does P call you? Doesn't have a name. He, he calls me Julia. Julia. Because I'm, of course, Julia, and that's right. Spanish. And but does he speak Spanish? He oh, he speaks several languages. You know. Oh Peter. my goodness! Wow. My husband. Yeah, is girl. Quite a brilliant man. So yeah. is Julie. I was going to say that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, it's been just really fun talking today. Yeah. Thanks so much so for coming let's on. Let's hope your day was better when you joined us. Oh it my gosh! It doesn't sound like a good afternoon. So you know. That stuff, you just have to kind of, it's okay to be upset about it and kind of recognize this isn't good behavior instead of just mm -hmm. kind of shoving it down and, and ignoring it. Um, but at this point, it's not going to ruin my day. You well, know, I just I just excused myself from that environment. And then I went home and made this cocktail and came here and got and to talk to 
a new friend and an old friend. And and Cheers ride with us on a carpet all over I West. I know, and have tacos oh, and Italian yeah. food. Yeah. Go to a dive bar. Thanks so much for taking us out. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me on. This oh, has been really fun. It has been really fun. Thank you. Y'all, thanks for joining our podcast. We loved having you. Please subscribe and think about leaving a review. Your comments are always appreciated. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Boy Food on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers.